You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me via the Zoom studio is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing super peachy fantastic. How about you? Oh, I hate that phrase. I hate when you say that. <laughs> I hate, actively hate it. I was doing okay until you dropped that old gem. You're welcome. I didn't say thank you, but okay then. Here we are. You're still welcome. Not welcome. But anyway, <laughs> so we are back. And uh, thank you guys for being patient. Scheduling, unfortunately, has been quite the challenge. We managed to, uh, after a day of working, a day of being out in the rain and crying and complaining, Ironically, we don't work the same job, but we still ended up outside all day. We, we wanted to get something out to you guys. And what better topic than something that Ronnie and Sean and former co-host Rob and our friend Brendan and pretty much anybody who's been on Multiverse have made fun of me in some capacity at some point. Maybe not Brendan as much because he does wear glasses, but today we're talking about superhero secret identities. Ronnie. Ooh. So Ronnie did not know what the topic was. He he had a choice. His choice was A, know the topic, or B, not know the topic. And he chose, <laughs> he went with B for some silly reason. So we're going to have a general discussion about superhero secret identities. Some of our talking points are going to be, are they still relevant? What are some of the most iconic ones? We'll have some fun with it because obviously you have to have some fun with it too. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of get a, a feel for what you guys think about secret identities with our next Fan Feedback Friday, which will definitely happen this week because I dropped the ball last week. Anywho. <laughs> but all right. So really quick, Ronnie, what are your thoughts on the superhero secret identity? So... When they first started, fantastic-ish, right? Right. In comic books, it's it's a little different because comic books is kind of hard to like see how it actually works, right? Because again, big thing, Superman. All you do is throw glasses on him, and boom. It's not all you do. Oh, I'm gonna yell at you so much this episode, (laughs) right? But like, but then you have other ones that like when they go from you know their secret identity to the superhero there's a lot of different changes or they're wearing a mask completely so you don't you can't tell anything mm-hmm. nowadays i feel like secret identities are there's like no need for them because i feel like everyone knows who that person is at to some extent you know what i mean so i think like it's like oh we got to keep their identity hidden for three movies like no, like we, we get it. Movie one, no one knows, but we know we all know. You know, Peter Parker is Spider Man. Clark Kent is Superman, right? Bruce Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, because sometimes we don't need their secret identity story being told. Okay, so there's the secret identity, then there's the origin story. The origin story yeah. has been yes, played to death. Do you think it's easier or harder i think it would be harder nowadays to even like a real superhero to have a secret identity would be almost impossible nowadays oh yeah like they would have to have a superpower that specifically counteracts it yeah because i mean you got like cctv and all this stuff where like 
and everybody has a camera on hand all the time. All you got to do is be like, well, look, there's Spider-Man going into that apartment building on the 10th floor. So oh, we're going to talk about that, actually, because there are superheroes that have used their superpowers to actually hide their secret identity, and Spider-Man is one of them. So fun fact, we'll j- jump from the fanny pack, jumping ahead a little bit. Spider-Man's spider sense goes off whenever somebody is watching him unmask. That's somebody that that like he can't trust. So yeah. Aunt May has seen him without his mask, like before she knew his quote unquote knew his identity. In some comics, she knew because she saw him change, and his spider sense didn't go off because she's not a threat to him. But yeah. they did a great episode of the Spider-Man animated series back in the '90s where the Green Goblin was using portal technology to spy on spider-man so he kept going in and out of portals and spider-man's spider sense was like going crazy it's like no he's right there and he's like what and like <laughs> but yeah in comics they've actually done that where spider-man's spider sense detects if somebody's about to find out his secret identity that's a threat to him same when he's swinging through the street yeah through the streets when he fires a web his spider sense subconsciously guides him so he doesn't like miss or yeah or hit like an open window <laughs> you're just cooking dinner and then it's like ah, ow yeah. <laughs> oh my god you just get pulled right out the window Damn, i got spider web in the soup <laughs> so, oh gross anywho so this this topic will have some fun and some serious stuff in it and the next one unfortunately is a little bit more on the serious side and that is accountability and transparency do superheroes have a moral obligation to reveal their true identities to the public, and should they be held accountable for their actions of heroes without hiding behind masks? Thoughts, go. All right, so should should we know their secret identity? No, right? Because, right, think of it this way. Like, we have these undercover agents in different law enforcement, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody knows who they are. Nobody's supposed to know who they are for safety reasons, right? So in the same regards, you have superheroes who, like, like for instance, you got Spider-Man who wears a mask. Nobody knows. That could be you. That could be me. That could be anybody. Don't tell anyone. Right? <laughs> I know, right? Sorry. Shh, shh, shh. Now, but then you have someone, I'm going to pick on Superman again, just because that's the first one that comes to mind, right? Mm-hmm. Is there's nothing like that hides who he is, right? Everything talks about, you know, the hair, he gets the curl instead of it, you know, being messy or whatever down, right? And then no glasses to glasses, things like that, right? No, like, major changes. Like, he's his face is still his face, right? It's just in Spider-Man or whoever, it's getting covered, right? So to me, like, their secret identity is a secret. No one's supposed to know. And to me, that's more like a safety reason and to keep family safe which we're going to talk about we're going to talk talk about the families and all that stuff now i think the bigger question though is superhero accountability if a superhero has a secret identity then they can never be found culpable under certain laws and practices and standards and as much as i know you like to make fun of batman versus superman that's a big question during it like is superman held to a different standard because of who he is and what he can do, or should he be held to a normal standard? But how do you enforce that? Like uh, we did the movie Hancock, right? We, d- we yeah. talked about that. And that was a whole talking point. Like Hancock owed like millions of dollars in damages. And they're like, well, how are we going to arrest somebody like that? And they, you know, eventually he turns himself in. But let's yeah. say there's, I'm playing devil's advocate. Cause I personally, yeah. like if a superhero has a secret identity, I, I kind of get behind it. But then at the other end, we don't know who that person is. That person may have zero training, may not know 
like laws, customs, like you have this, again, I go back to Superman who works as an international peacekeeping mission all on his own, basically. Yeah. And they say that like in, in Batman vs Superman, the point that's brought up is should he be acting unilaterally without any sort of oversight? And then you look at Captain America Civil War, where in the movie, it was just about them being more regulated. In the comics, it was about secret identities and registration. So yeah. it leads to the question, if I was a superhero and I wanted to be properly trained how to use my abilities rather than just – we we got very used to superhero movies and TV where the superhero does their training montage and then suddenly they're completely – adequate yeah. crime fighters like you look at sam Raimi's spider-man versus tom holland's spider-man where there's a severe learning curve right mm -hmm. in sam Raimi's, he doesn't have a learning curve he does his montage he gets his bad guy and that's only he's just catching bad guys yeah. i always think of the episode of supergirl it was like season it was season one like episode two or three where she tries to put out a fire but she doesn't yeah. do it right and she makes it worse and then the question mm -hmm. is like well, who is she? To, she could be just a plain Jane doing – like you look at Clark Kent, even though in the comics he typically gets training in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Like same thing. He's a, he's a reporter. Like how is yeah. he supposed – if he would take away all that training and he just only he's a reporter with superpowers, look at – or Tony Stark. Like he's a billionaire playboy. Why, why so, should he know how to fight? So I, I think to to a certain extent – and I think, or even more, like, I feel like with superheroes, if it, it's, it's tough because it's one of those, right? Superheroes, you can look at them different ways. Mm -hmm. You can look them, look at them as vigilantes. And if they're vigilantes, technically what they're doing is illegal and they should be arrested. Correct. Right? Technically. Now, if we look at them with some sort of regulation, they got to check in with someone. If they were, if they're like, an agent of a police force or agent of the government, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're being regulated. But at the same time, like if they destroy property, they like what happened? It's on the city to build that. Just like if something happens with a police officer or, you know, like an FBI or something like that, if property gets damaged, right? In the course of the job, I mean, you could try to sue that, you know, the department or whatever. But again, it's like, dude, I'm saving your life and or I'm saving the city. A building goes down because of the bad guy. I'm just there. Like, you can't put that blame on me. So I think like a certain extent, like, yes, they need to be regulated and held with the same regards as if like you or I committed a crime. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I go I go to the Captain America school of thought where yeah. he he says like, you know, when they're like, no, this isn't shield or the World Security Council. This is the United Nations. And he goes, this is still run by people with agendas and yeah. agendas change and agendas can't dictate what we do. What if they want us to do something that we don't want to do or they say we or we want to go somewhere and do something and they say we can't and people die. It's a it's a big question. Right. Yeah. If somebody with superpowers were to drop down from the skies right now, we did an episode, most of you guys remember a while back, why superpowers would suck in real life. Yeah. And we talk about that. Like if a, if a being of immense power, and I'm not even talking like Superman level tier or anything like that, even like a, like a, like a Thor or yeah. something like, even though Thor's pretty up there too, I, I got to think of a better <laughs> example, or even just a Spider-Man. 
As yeah. great as Spider-Man is as a character, he, in terms of power, he's still pretty B-tier. He's not, he's not beating Superman yeah. in a fight. But like, if somebody like that was suddenly swinging through the city, the, the world would be up in arms. And that's why, as much as we, you know, as much as J. Jonah Jameson is a antagonist to Spider-Man, we still agree with him. And that actually leads yeah. to our next question. Public trust and fear. Do you think that the public's trust in superheroes might change if their, super, if their secret identities were revealed? Would people be more or less likely to trust them? And how does fear of retribution or retaliation factor in? So people love Batman. Even like the yeah. people of Gotham City love Batman because he's their hero, their champion. Most of the time, they don't want to know who he is. They don't care who he is. Yeah. Like even the Joker, I think, said more than once. He's like, I don't care who he is. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's Batman. He's my guy. Yeah. And uh, in the Batman... When uh, you think that the Riddler figured it out, he's like, no, this yeah. I don't care about who you are. This is this is you. Like, just when I put on my mask, it's the real me. I want you to talk about that, too. Do you think that the public would be more trusting of superheroes if they knew who they were, knew their story? Because that's going to happen. If a superhero comes out of the woodwork, they want to know everything about this superhero. And if you're like Batman, who's like in the shadows, just kind of doing his thing, do you yeah. think people nowadays especially in modern society what do you think their thoughts would be uh, i think i don't think anyone really care really i feel like like i feel like it's one of those you are who you are do what you gotta do as long as you're getting the bad guys i don't care mm-hmm. it doesn't matter anything about you i don't care you could be some homeless dude or you could be a rich billionaire you could be this you could be that right if you're doing good that's all that matters right now if you do some messed up stuff right or if you're like a villain or something like that then it's like i want to know your real identity so i could do something about it or or report you you know what i mean but for superheroes it's one of those things where it's they're doing good i don't care who you are what you look like what you wear things like that mm-hmm. so one of the things that you mentioned is protecting loved ones. Do you think that superheroes have a responsibility to keep their identity secret, to keep their loved ones safe, or should they involve their loved ones in their heroic activities and reveal their identities? So I think, I mean, again, most superheroes and their loved one, right? Their loved ones know who they are mm-hmm. for the most part, right? Now, so I think they should keep it a secret because of that right whether they know or they don't know right I, obviously if they don't keep their identity a secret then the loved ones know right but that's why i think secret identities are important because you have those villains those bad people out there that it's like you know if i was a superhero let's say and i'm like yeah this is my name now this crazy person can come after my wife and kids mm-hmm. or you know like friends family whatever it is and obviously you don't want that you know i think so. it might be different in uh so here here's the biggest difference for me anyway if i was the only superhero in a world of no superheroes like i was like kind of like how dr manhattan's like the only superhero quote unquote yeah. in watchmen then i would have no problem with people knowing my identity because mm-hmm. you look at like spider-man when his identity gets revealed like he's got super villains people that are let's say above the law in some capacity or difficult to manage you know it's not like just your run-of-the-mill kind of you know crooks and robbers and stuff like that but you have actual super powered beings that would now be like and i'm gonna target aunt may 
Yeah. And that's what ended up happening. Ant-Man got shot. But for me, like, in that in that situation, obviously, like, if I suddenly developed superpowers and I was like, I'm going to be a superhero, I would tell my wife. Because I feel like she would notice if I suddenly disappeared for hours at a time and I came back covered <laughs> in, like, blood. like Yeah, right. Just, like, that sort of thing. So I, I get the romantic interest to a point. I always think it's it's good drama and it, it, it adds to a story, though, sometimes. You know, like yeah. Lois Lane and Clark Kent or, you know, Mary Jane Watson and Peter Parker. You know, it's, it's always interesting to kind of see how those characters interact when one doesn't know the other's identity. Yeah. But now let's talk about some villains in Secret Identities. Do you think what, – what are your thoughts on villains finding out superheroes' identities? Do you think it adds to the story? Do you think it adds drama? Do you not care? We'll go through some examples as well. I, I think I think it's a nice little twist that you can put on things, mm-hmm. right? It makes things more dramatic, right? So, like, like you said, like, loved ones. So you have, like, Lois Lane, right? So, you know, Lex Luthor knows it's Clark Kent. Clark Kent's married with Lois Lane. Now he can go after Lois, and it adds that, that extra element, that extra you know, drama that actually layered two stories and you can kind of put it in that scenario. The one thing I don't like about that though is because we've seen it so many times is the damsel in distress, mm-hmm. right? There's always a damsel in distress. So the superhero has to come and save them. Ironically enough, right? the damsel in distress usually happens and it doesn't have anything to do with the superhero's secret identity. It's like Lois Lane just gets herself into trouble. Yeah. Mary Jane Watson just gets herself into trouble. It was it was different yes. in the movies, but like all these characters, a lot of these these strong female characters especially are already doing something adventurous and they just get caught or something along those yeah. lines. So I, I, I'm playing the uh, I'm doing a replay of the Spider-Man PS5 uh, PS4 game because mm-hmm. the new game is coming out in a month and I'm so excited. There will be a review of that <laughs> at some point, but. You know, it's funny because Mary, you play as Mary Jane a few times in it, and she constantly gets herself into trouble. Nothing to do with Spider-Man. He just happens to yeah. be involved. And it's, you know, she points it out to him. She's like, I'm tired of always needing rescuing and stuff like that. But yeah. let's have some fun now because I am going to yell at Ronnie. Clark Kent's glasses. You shut up. All of you shut up. You all give me such a hard time about this. Let's talk about Clark Kent's secret identity. Clark okay. Kent has gone through a lot of changes over the years, So as has Superman. He's one of those characters that, uh, for the most part, character-wise stays the same, but story-wise changes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it used to be he just put on a pair of glasses and nobody could tell the freaking difference. But it wasn't really until Christopher Reeve portrayed him on the big screen that you suddenly saw the biggest differences between Clark Kent and Superman. And for Christopher Reeve spent a lot of time changing the physicality of what Superman and Clark Kent were as different people. And that's how he approached it. He approached it as two different roles. And he does a great job at creating that persona, right? The, yeah. There's three people moving around w- with Superman at this point. There's Superman, like the, I'm the Man of Steel, yeah. I'm I'm this, like, they're, you know, I'm the hero. Then there's Clark Kent, which is the one that he shows to the public, the timid kind of, you know, like less than athletic we'll go with. Yeah. Clumsy, soft-spoken, hunches. And then you have whoever he is when he's by himself or with his loved ones who know who he is. And that's a a combination of the two for the most part. So for me, like we joke, we, we joke a lot. You guys give me such a hard time, (laughs) but Clark Kent has a very 
extravagant way of differentiating himself. He changes his hair. He does the glasses. He changes his posture, the way that he speaks. Like, there's some... And we'll talk about how, like, superheroes go to weird lengths to hide their identity. And one of them is that Clark Kent changes his voice between the two. Bruce Wayne and Batman do, too, to a point. And he wears clothes that are two sizes too big, so nobody can see how, like, jacked he is. So as much as you guys like to razz... There's a lot more than just Clark Kent's glasses. Thank you. I I agree. We just like the bust because again, like you said, that's how it was for years. It was just put glasses on and you don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Now, it, yes, to a certain extent, like if I started wearing glasses, like yeah, I would look different for you know the first time or two you saw me, probably with glasses, but you still would know. Oh, that's Ronnie. It's just he's got glasses on. All right, I will argue that. Hold on. So I'm going to use the Marty McFly argument. Okay. A lot of people go, why didn't they recognize this kid, you know, 17 years? First of all, I don't remember a third of the people that I went to high school with for four years, much less somebody I knew for a week in high school. So I'm going to, I always go with that, that it's a great argument that like, of course they don't remember this guy, like, or what he looks like to a point. But for me, like, Ronnie and I both have jobs where we have to wear a certain type of uniform or have a a certain look to us. If, let's say, and this has happened, we've had students, you know, back when I was working at the Taekwondo school with you, who don't recognize us out of uniform, who will walk right by us and not even realize it. And it's funny, I had a kid from, you remember our good friend Aiden, who I used to do private lessons with? Yeah. He just started at the high school that I'm working at. And he didn't recognize me until I said, Aiden, who used to teach you Taekwondo? And he goes, oh, hi, Master Magliata. Like, and then suddenly it clicked for him. But like, if I were to see somebody that like, if you look at a celebrity, like look at how many celebrities walk around Times Square. Henry Cavill did it himself. He walked around Times Square wearing a Superman shirt and nobody Mm -hmm. stopped him. Nobody said a word to him. He stood underneath the sign for Batman vs. Superman and nobody said a word. Because people also see what they want to see. Lex Luthor does a whole yeah. bit about when he supposedly finds out who Clark Kent and Superman are in one of the comics. He's like, who would want to be that? Like, if you're yeah. a god, he, he couldn't wrap his head around it. Yeah. So, And that's the other thing. Superman, nobody knows he has a secret identity. Nobody thinks to know that he's like a normal guy otherwise. Yeah. So that's all I have to say on Clark Kent's glasses. Now, here's a question for you. Okay. How do superheroes get their dry cleaning done? How? Well, you got Batman as Alfred. He just shows up to the cleaners on let's, 42nd let's, Street. Let's go with the not-rich superheroes. We're not oh. going to go with your, your Iron Man, who probably has an air filtering system in the suit that you know sprays a little Febreze as he's going. <laughs> he's probably like a couple of air freshers just hanging inside. No, let, let's talk some, some average superheroes. And we're not going to go the Big Bang. Did you ever hear the Big Bang Theory debate on this one? No. Where they were trying to figure out how Superman watches his impenetrable uniform and it like he goes yeah. to a Candorian a dry cleaner after like on it's it's a whole nightmare. But <laughs> your average superhero, how do you think that they do maintenance on their on their superhero costumes? Hand wash. Hand just hand wash, just scrubbing. Hand washing it in their sink. One of those <laughs> some soap. The old school like racks with the metal, and you're just kind of Yep. <laughs> you go down to the river nearby. <laughs> I feel like I feel like which superhero do you think smells? I feel like Thor smells. Well, see, the thing with Thor is his costume is very airy, 
but also because he, <laughs> he's got a skirt i know but yeah. like he's also like a norse like just like no, viking you know monster smells the hulk oh spider-man i feel like he definitely smells he he's in a one one piece just sweating like this past week in New York where it was 90 and it felt like 7,000 degrees out. Like imagine swinging around fighting crime in that. Oh, my God. He's latex suit. I just started like, sweating just thinking about it. I, that's why I love the, uh, the Spider-Verse line where he's like telling him, baby powder, all the joints. Yeah. It's the most practical thing. All right. Here's one. You ready? Do you mm-hmm. think when superheroes want to reveal their identity, they do a superhero reveal party? And what do you think it would be like? I feel like they do. I feel like it's kind of like, let's take votes. Am I a guy or am I a girl? Am I this or am I that? No. <laughs> they get what? You could send out invitations. Guess it's who? Like, it's kind of like the masked singer. <laughs> they do a whole performance. <laughs> and the panel of judges spins around and yeah. has to determine who they are. All right, you guys heard it here first. That, that is Clark how super. Kent. Oh, it's Bruce Wayne. Whoa. <laughs> who knew? I didn't know you could sing. <laughs> that, that would actually be really fun. I watched that show. Superhero, right. superhero reveals, superhero tell-alls. Yeah. All right. So this one, I'm going to change just a little bit. What do you think some of the funniest ways superheroes have, like, got, what are some lengths that superheroes have gone to um, hide their identities? What are some funny ones? Do you think you can think of? Ooh. That's. A, I'm trying to think now. All right. I'll give you a second to think, and I'll give an example. They okay. did an entire episode of Superman the Animated Series or Batman the Animated Series they crossed over mm-hmm. where Batman goes missing so Superman has to take his place. So mm-hmm. he uses his the muscles in his throat to actually mimic Batman's voice perfectly but people notice yeah. like weird things so like like one of the cops after they talk to Commissioner Gordon the cops one of the cops is like is he bigger to you? <laughs> or like he goes to go like get the grappling hook and it's on the wrong side so Robin's like other side and he switches quickly <laughs> like little things. So for yeah. me that's always one that I think of um, Spider-Man has used his ad- adhesive powers to stick his mask to his face. Mm. So, like, if you had to hide your identity as a superhero, what's a, what's a way you would probably try? Like, something you would think of? Something. Oh, that's a tough one. I I feel like I feel like I would try to give myself a different accent. You'd, okay, can you give us an example of what accent you would go with, Ronnie? Oh. God, no way. You don't want to get canceled no. on this one? You don't want to offend I, I, anyone? Yeah, I don't want to get canceled. Well, can, can we get canceled if I do it? Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, right? That's can from a movie. <laughs> I, You know what I would do? I confuse everyone and keep changing my accent every single time. Every single time it's just a different voice. And, right? Like, you, you, that would be perfect. I feel like... No one would have a chance. See, I would go the wrong way, and instead of making my superhero voice deeper... My superhero voice would go higher and my regular voice would go deeper. And I would be like, damn it, now everybody knows. Yeah, right? Great. Do the opposite. Here, here, a funny one, Jay Garrick, he used to vibrate his face so people couldn't see who he was. And they they did that in the first season of The Flash. He would vibrate his face and vibrate his vocal cords so that his voice sounded all like distorted. Yeah. I mean, Eobar Thawne was still doing it at the end of Flash and everybody knew who he was. We know who you are. You can stop. No, you don't. <laughs> All right. So how about superhero identities? What do you think they do in their downtime, whether jobs or hobbies? Well, obviously, we know what some of them do, mm-hmm. right? You know, Clark Kent, Daily Planet, right? Bruce Wayne, right? All those different things. But now, like some of your other ones that we 
that aren't rich and famous we don't really know what they do mm-hmm. i feel like they kind of just like hang out like i feel like some of them don't work because they get paid, don't they? They're superheroes. They get paid. No, we learned um, it in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that they make no, no. money. Yeah. Which is hilarious. <laughs> oh, Which my means God. They, they all have to – imagine, like, you walk in, I don't know, to, like, a Dunkin' Donuts or something, and you see, like – Spider-Man just going through quarters. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like, all of a sudden, you just see, like, Peter Parker, like, giving you change for your venti whatever at Starbucks, you know? <laughs> But, I mean, you got, like, characters like Rorschach, who was, like, just a homeless guy. He was walking around with signs the entire time. Like, yeah. it, it's funny to think. I think Aquaman would, would work at a fish market. Yeah. I could see, like, Barry Allen working as, like, a cashier, just going really fast, just scanning everybody's marine, items. Marine biologist. Marine biologist. Remember, at, like, some point in your childhood, everybody wanted to be a marine biologist? Like, that was a really big job demand at some point for children yeah. of the 90s. What do you want to no, do? I marine biologist. It sounds because it sounds I like really cool. Fish. I like I like turtles, but all right. So here we are. This is going to be where we're going to wrap up. But here are some philosophical discussions on who is the actual character, their superhero persona or their civilian persona, and some of them are are pretty easy, and then some of them have a little bit of layers to them. So let's start. Superman. We we kind of already talked about where he's got his mild mannered persona. He got he got his hero, the Superman, and then we have more of his laid back, I'm on the farm, you know, I'm still wearing, you know, plaid, but I'm not wearing my glasses type look. I I argue that that third one is the real character and that the other two are are more personas. And I can't imagine living a life like that where I had to put on two distinct personas for, you know, like people I, you know, in one place and then the whole world. And then when I'm home, I'm like, you know, I remember when Man of Steel, he drinks a beer, watching a football mm-hmm. game and there was online flack about that like superman yeah. shouldn't drink beer and people were like he grew up in kansas watching college football he probably like with his dad like that's something that they probably did that's like, what they do that's like, all they do but it's also like it's a very human thing to do like it doesn't yeah. doesn't work on him for the in most stories alcohol doesn't affect superman but like yeah. it's more of just hey this is what i do this is what i did with my dad and i get that and i think that that's a great testament yeah all right, here's here's another one. Batman or Bruce Wayne? You got Batman, the crime-fighting vigilante, Bruce Wayne, the billionaire playboy. Who do you think is the the real identity? I feel like Batman's the real identity. 10 trillion and, percent. Right? He sits but, there in his bat suit doing yeah. work. I can't imagine sitting in my uniform at home basically and doing work yeah. and just sitting there. I oh my god, it'd be miserable. Yeah. All right, we got Spider-Man or Peter Parker. Spider-Man's the character. You think so? Or, uh, sorry, Peter Parker. Sorry. I think Peter Parker is who he is, but Spider-Man's who he wants to be. Spider-Man went, like, in the early comics, Peter Parker was a huge nerd and bullied Mm -hmm. and all these things. And I think Spider-Man was that expression of him feeling powerful for the first time in his life and confident. So I think it's what he wants to be truly deep inside. But I think Peter Parker is, and he's also the most relatable comic book character of all time down on his luck. You know, he's got job issues. He's got women trouble. Like he's, he was for a lot of people. He was us like, yeah, it was perfect. Here's, here's one that I've never really thought about. Wonder woman and Diana Prince. So what I what I got down here is Wonder Woman embodies Diana Prince's Amazonian heritage and warrior spirit, but Diana Prince represents her efforts to integrate with humanity. So 
I want to say her Amazonian identity is her true self. And I do too. Yeah. The, the Diana Prince, like out in the world. Cause for now it's weird because like for her, the argument is, well, she grew up as Wonder Woman, essentially. Basically, yeah. Right? So she had to create Diana Prince to fit in, mm. right? So that's why it's Wonder Woman. But then, like, you got the counter-argument with Batman. It's like, well, he created Batman, but Batman became the character, and Bruce Wayne's now, like, the sub-character kind of thing. Yeah. All right. I got going down Iron Man or Tony Stark. Now, I think in more recent depictions, Iron Man becomes, you know, I am Iron Man. Like, they, yeah. it's one of those rare times where the characters really merge. But yeah. I always say that, like, Iron Man is Tony Stark's superhero persona. It's driven by his technological genius and desire to protect people. But Tony Stark represents his vulnerabilities, growth, and humanity. Because the, the story is always about Tony Stark. Yes. And him, he, like, he's a terrible person. And he was written to be a terrible person. But yeah. I, I always say Tony Stark's the actual person because he's the actual one going through growth and story. And Iron Man yeah. is just more of his inner like desire to protect himself his his insecurities yeah. and his vulnerabilities iron man's like his little pet project anyway, i always think it's just kind of a shield that he puts himself puts yeah. around himself to again he's got insecurities that he didn't that he won't ever acknowledge and issues yeah. like he's a raging alcoholic in the comics he's a mm-hmm. philanderer like he's he's not a good dude in the comics yeah he does good things but he's like he had a i think yeah. he had a sex tape with like she-hulk or black widow that went out in the comics like that's a real thing that happens like just you got the flash and barry allen this is a tough one this this to me is almost like the perfect mix i i can agree with that the i always say that like the flash become the flash is barry's already going desire to do justice and be a be a beacon of hope and then he just gets the ability to do it So I think that the Flash, I I agree, especially in like the TV show, Barry Allen and the Flash are are very much the same. All right, here, I'm going to do one more. All right, you ready? The Hulk and Bruce Banner. Who's the real character? I feel like Bruce Banner is the real one. Okay. Because it's it's almost kind of like with Iron Man where he's this puny little scientist that like, wishes and has admiration to be something else, be bigger in a way, right? And he gets that with the whole. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's also like, which Hulk are we talking about, right? If we're talking about, like, Professor, then it's kind of like a per- like a nice little blank because he's still smart and all that kind of stuff, like Bruce Banner is. But I, I think it's more Bruce Banner, even though obviously – all the focus is on the Hulk. Everyone knows Hulk. Not, you know, you ask like a r- random person, so they know the Hulk, they're going to be like, yeah. If you're like, oh, who's Bruce Banner? They're going to be like, I don't know. All right. So for this one, as we could do a whole episode on the on Bruce Banner and the Hulk, and unfortunately I do have a lot of notes, so bear with me on this. Mm-hmm. All right. So some people argue that the Hulk represents the raw, unfiltered emotions and traumas that Bruce Banner suppresses. In the comics, he is—he was like abused by his dad. Like it, it's bad, and they dive yeah. much more into that character being created before that uh, the explosion that brought him to the surface. Yeah, the Hulk is the embodiment of power and freedom from societal constraints and the unspoken anger that many people carry within themselves. 
On the other hand, you could also argue that Bruce Banner's scientific genius, moral compass, and quest for control over the Hulk are what define him. Bruce Banner's intellectual pursuits and personal struggles are make him the actual identity. So you also look at the fact that it could be neither the Hulk or Bruce Banner's the sole true identity. They represent two sides yeah. of the same person, just dialed up to 11. So I, it's, I we it's, did, Doc, it's Jekyll and Hyde, basically. Basically. And I, we, did a, we did an episode. I think we did a character study on the Hulk, right? We yeah, we did. At, yeah, and we talked a little bit about that. We probably could do another episode, just yeah, especially considering how poorly they've handled the Hulk in the MCU. A lot of people don't know mm-hmm. how complicated the character was. Yeah, but that was fun. Did you did you enjoy your surprise episode? I did. That was fantastic. You're amazing. Thanks, man. Those are all things to describe superheroes as well. So if you guys have some thoughts on superhero secret identities that you want to let us know, make sure you guys check out our Facebook page, The Multiverse Fancast. Every Friday we do our Fan Feedback Friday. You can participate in that. It's going to be involving superhero secret identities this week, so make sure you guys check that out. It usually drops between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on days that Paul remembers. We also have our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can find news, reviews, articles, and more. And if you guys are looking for a little bit more social media, we have uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those things. Make sure you guys find us. You can our Instagram page, I think, is our most active. So make sure you guys t- check that out. Either type in the Misfit Faction or in the Multiverse Fancast. Odds are you'll find some of our stuff. But that is, in fact, going to wrap us up for today. Ronnie, as always, a pleasure. No, it was a pleasure on my end towards you. No, no, thank you. Wait, that's huh? that, that didn't work. Yeah, no, that didn't work. Sorry. You're welcome. No, you're. I hate to say you're welcome. You're welcome. Nailed it. And that is really going to wrap us up. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. You're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction.